Welcome back to the Everything Property Podcast. Most of us, when we were kids, had absurd ideas of what we wanted to be when we grew up. But today's guest, I can confidently say they have followed through on their childhood dreams. And there's a photo to prove it of being an architect and have went on to launch their own design studio. And full disclosure, I have went to, we did go to uni together, but designing and creating some impressive and inspiring work. Welcome to the podcast. Today's guest, Maria Papadopoulos. Thanks for having me. That's all right. Good to have you on. Good to have you on. Look, Thank you. First and foremost, um, I want to say congratulations. We Thank had, you. I saw some news on uh, social media recently that um, you and Jack made an announcement, please. I'm engaged. We are engaged. Yeah, and tell me a little bit about um, where and when because I think that's pretty special. Um, it was in the Amalfi Coast on a beautiful boat. Um, it was a very, very special moment. Music was playing in the background, uh, one of our favourite songs, and in that moment I just felt so blessed to, to be alive and to be with my partner. And as as I was feeling that, he, he proposed and it was just, a, I guess, out of a movie. It, it just felt... It felt so special and I felt so special. And yeah, and we're, I guess, planning a wedding now and just just blessed. Incredibly. That's that's nice. And did you get any photos or any footage of it? No, we don't have anything like that. Jack's a very in-the-moment kind of guy, yeah. so there was no planning um, of any photographer or anything like that. We kind of like having our special moment just for yeah. us, not allowing anyone in our little bubble. Yeah. And... Yeah, it was just it was magical. I love that. Hats off to him for carrying around uh, such a such a big rock around yeah, you. Yeah, I had no idea as well. Like I honestly did not think anything. Like he wasn't acting weird or awkward. <sighs> um, so he he did very cool well. Cool and calm I under been pressure. Panicking. Look, Marie's walked in um, to the podcast <laughs> studio. You guys didn't see it, but um, with her with her left hand down near down near her ankle <laughs> because of the the size of this. The size of this rock. Uh, we got it on YouTube, so um, definitely you got to um, show 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 it off for sure. But look, congratulations! <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's um, I love to see it. And Thank you. Let's dive a little bit into. Um, we'll post up as well on the Instagram of that photo of you um, and that drawing, and we can talk yep. into that. But talk me talk me through into wanting to be an architect from from a young age and how that story goes. So from a young age, I guess I've always loved drawing, um, painting, um, anything at that stage, just being creative, whether it was with Lego, Play-Doh. And then I guess I had a conversation with my mom at a really young age. I was like, mom, can I be a painter? Can I be, you know, I want to draw. I'm not I mean, you're not painting um, houses or something like that. You know, you're, you're painting masterpieces. That's right. Oh my but gosh. that was the, the, I just wanted to be a painter. I didn't know anything. I didn't know the value of money or anything like that back then. Yep. Um, and she kind of, I guess, said architecture, you know, you can draw houses and you can start drawing the internals of houses. Um, and that's how I started, I guess, drawing houses. And I got a bit more, I guess, fascinated with the whole idea of designing a house. And I was still very little, so I had no idea what I was drawing. But I knew, you know, windows were placed and you had a view. And mm-hmm. as a, again, like as a young girl with my, my family, mom, my dad and my sister, we'd go on like road trips or anywhere we used to go to. And the, the grandest house in the street, I'd say, I'm going to design that one day. And we'll obviously in the city, growing up in Sydney – 
I always thought to myself, what is the most, I guess, important like icon? And I thought it was the Harbour Bridge at the time. And that's how I was, I guess, started with that view. And I thought that would be so special to be a part of a project like that. And it was all very I, – I could never have thought this would become a reality. It was just a very, very far dream, mm-hmm. like a little, a little girl's dream, yeah. like of being – Anything she wants to be, and that's what I picked. And I guess with very supportive parents um, in my life, and a very supportive sister, and now Jack, I'm very, very blessed to have them pushing me in in a good way, not in a harsh way at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just allowing me to do what I feel like I need to do yep. um, throughout school, throughout uni, um, and even till now. Just very, very supportive. So. They told me I want to go to the sun. I can go to the sun. I can do that no matter what. Yeah, no matter I what get, it is. I get that vibe from. I think I've only met your parents maybe once or twice at the random parties yeah. during uni. But how I think the the key here is how you speak about them when you're not around and not with them. And I, I, I would see the tiny little iceberg at top of the water, but just that picture that you paint of family to you and yeah. how supportive they are. I think that's like that tells me. Um, what's lurking below the water in that network of how supportive they are. Yeah, they're very important. Is is what's led you to, you know, where you are today. So did during school and stuff, did you always know that you wanted to be, um, did, was that what you're working towards in those later years yes, of school? Yeah. So from, I guess, the moment anyone started asking me what I want to do when I yeah. grow up, it was literally be an architect. And just to say I'm not a registered architect yet because yeah. some people may have an ish problem with that. Oh, so I'm a yeah. soon-to-be registered architect. Yep. You um, you sh- yeah, until I get registration, which I am currently in the process of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for now, I'm a building designer, yep. um, just to clarify that. Um, but, yeah, since, it, since I can remember, that was the main thing. And during uni – I mean, sorry, during school – um, my final years, I tended to push for courses that I knew that I was going to get higher marks in, um, whether that would be design and technology, visual arts. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did, obviously, English, maths, and I did a lot of Greek because I went to a Greek school. Yep. And I'm fluent in Greek, so I I just wanted to make sure I get in to uni because yep. it was a very high ATAR. Mm. So my main concern, there wasn't any prerequisites for architecture. They were all... Just there wasn't any, so we were lucky in that sense. It's, I, just I think it was just like a, a UAI, like a the ATAR, ATAR that you needed had to, to get be like right? ninety six or something. Yeah, something ridiculous. Yeah, and I didn't get ninety six. I yeah. got high high eighties. Yeah, um, just missed the ninety, and I was so disappointed. I thought it was the end of the world because I truly thought my dreams yeah. were gone. <laughs> that was the first day I felt anxiety when I saw really? my ATAR mark. Yeah, and I was like, no, this can. I'm. What am I going to do? I had no backup. I was like, what am I going to do? Yeah. And mom's like, it's going to be okay. We'll figure it out. And I managed to get an early offer from yep. UTS um, because I showed a, a folio, essentially had a, an interview. Yep. And here we are. Here we are. Bless. Yeah. So you went straight from high school straight, from straight high school. into the uni. It was a very scary place. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. I can agree. <laughs> what do you think of that architecture degree? It, uh, I'm not going to say much. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to say much. Do you think it's? Do you think it needs a rework? It does. I do. I do think we need more practical work. To be yeah. completely honest, and I'm sure all the tutors can agree, it's a very conceptual course. Mm. We didn't learn, and I don't know if you can agree the the basics. I guess of, you know, unless you want to work for a larger firm that has 
unlimited budgets with clients. I don't know if you remember Mr. B, Mr. Billionaire, as the client in one of our design studios. We don't have that working in resi projects, especially on smaller, Mm. high-end resi projects. Um, But there's never an unlimited budget. You know, yeah. it always has to be very practical. You know, 100%. you're working for a family. So, yeah, the uni- I would have liked to see more of a smaller scale project in one of our, I yeah, guess, Yeah, it's good design for conceptual, studios. but, like, yeah. I even remember when we got out, uh, I think it was during one of my first jobs was, like, with an architecture firm, and they were like, oh, yeah, uh, just start with this. Uh, we're using uh, Archicad, and I was like, Archicad? What's that? Yeah, I was like, what's that? And I know, like, Rhino. You need to, yeah. <laughs> No one draws in Rhino, um, but like you don't get taught that at uni. It's just like, yeah, look, there's a bit of a rework that probably. I learned Archicad too. We use Archicad yeah, in the studio now. They did that. They yeah. they got they um they paid for us to um, learn it. There's like a there's like an online course or something that yeah. I think Archicad releases. You've probably done that. Yeah. Where you detail the whole house. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we finished uni. Have you t- have you finished your you finished your masters too? Yeah, you do that uh, back to back. Back to back. So okay. three years and two years of masters. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, for like I guess any listeners of, of younger people that want to do architecture, I do recommend experience while working. That's mm. one thing I didn't do. I didn't do as much of in my bachelor. Um, I would have liked to have way more experience okay so get on the tools in straight those, away like, don't suffer towards the end <laughs> yeah, essentially architecture intern yeah get the runs on the board and then that makes it a whole of a lot easier yeah don't let your ego i guess interfere with the with the pay because yeah. i know that's a big thing for most people leaving uni you know like if you're another thing for me personally i didn't let anything come between me and what i my goal and my goal was to open sitchi Yep. Not knowing it was going to be called Sitchi, mm-hmm. but an, an office of my own. Yep. And I know I'm still quite young in that sense, but it's not an end goal, but it was one of my, my main goals. Yep. And yeah, it's... Well, talk to us about that. So you, you've obviously, t- you did a couple of years um, at a few different places yep. to get that experience under under your um, under your belt. But yep. one of your main goals is to, to open your own studio was there a moment where maybe you come home one day in tears or you were overworking for someone else? Like what was the catalyst moment that that made you go, I'm starting my own studio? Was it like you've done enough experience or something happened at work or the pay is not keeping up or what was like the i got to do it now? You know, the to start with the pay, that was never, I guess, it was very like a very base salary, which mm-hmm. it I was okay with. Um, I worked for two firms previously and then I jumped to a T1 builder mm-hmm. working for the government. Just wanted to see what their side was like. Yep. Um, and then I kind of gathered, I really, I knew what my goal was, like we said, but I just wanted to experience that before yeah. I go out. Just to make my, sure yeah. you didn't like fall in love with it, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just wanted to, just make sure, just wanted to experience that. Yeah. And I have to say Jack was probably the main switching point for me again he's very very like my family and pushes me when he sees potential and honestly without him I probably wouldn't have I guess achieved an office at this age I probably would have still be working for someone Mm -hmm. even though I am very confident in myself I've I guess I just needed that bit of a push okay um 
Yeah. When does he come? When when did he? When did Jack and you um, two three sort of years meet? ago? Three years ago. Yeah. Okay, so that's sort of why you're going through those working, yeah. and then he's just sort of got in your ear. Yeah. And he's like, let's. Why don't you? Start I guess this? he saw the passion and potential. Yeah. I guess, and you know, if someone really believes in you, and if you're telling them, "I want this more yeah. than anything in the world," mm-hmm. then what do you have to lose? I don't think there's anything to lose. If What's the worst case scenario in that? It's the worst case scenario. Yeah, you have Do to Do your go due back. diligence, you know. If you need a backup salary, go work. Yeah. I was still – I yeah, still so had a sweet moment. So I still was working for my previous employer mm-hmm. but still doing, I guess, after hours. So it was intense days. So I landed – and I was sitting there for hours with no client, just producing renders of – Again, so I went back to my five-year-old self in designing houses that I didn't mm-hmm. have clients for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's what I saw in myself. Was like, I'm literally trying this hard with no client. Can you imagine if I do have a client and that has needs and requirements and timeframes and all of that because yeah, I, yeah. I got that experience from my previous employer, you know, and I, I felt in the moment that I had enough to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank God I, I, I clearly did. And was no. there a changeover between so you were able to still did you pick up your first client while you were still working at your previous um, yes, employer? Yes, just, just. Okay, and what was the attitude of your previous employer towards that? Um, they kind of knew, always knew. I feel that I, my heart wasn't in the building side of things, yeah. especially for government jobs that they don't do residential projects. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've always was very open and telling them that my end goal is to be a registered architect and have my own firm. Mm -hmm. And they were very supportive of it. I think they kind of knew that was where my heart is and there's no stopping me. Yeah. And they're lovely. Like we chat until now. So even with my first employer, see him around and hopefully he's proud of me. Yeah. Um, But I get, I'm very thankful to them because they taught me everything I know. And, you know, in this industry, it's so hard to – it's so easy, I guess, to fall behind because everything is changing mm. on a monthly basis. Like every detail is changing. Um, every product is getting updated. Archicad is getting updated. You yeah. have to keep on top of things. So that's that's another thing, I guess. Okay. What was your first – the first client or your first sort of like paying role that um, – you got in like Sichi, what was that? Who was like, what did that look like? How did that come about? What was like, cause you were popping off um, on socials as well. You're putting together these yeah. renders and like reels and stuff like that. Like this, yeah. this stuff was immaculate. Well, I, I obviously they knew I had previous experience with employers, mm-hmm. um, my previous employers, but it was a duplex. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it's probably one of the best I've done. Really? Yeah. It was my first and yeah. my favorite. I've done many, all my projects are beautiful in their own way, you know, with, and all my clients, I'm very grateful. I have beautiful clients, Mm. but this specific one, I guess it was the size of the land as well that helped me achieve that floor plan. Uh, 80. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Where, what location? Um, I think Elwood. Elwood. Okay. 880 block. Beautiful. Oh, you should. We should do a. Uh, we should do a tour to. to yeah, see. I know. It's all done. It's, it's all not finished. Finished. Believe it or not. It's really. Still in construction. What happened there? Just a slow process. Wow. Yeah. The builders. Uh, a bit of both. Okay. Bit of both. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. But now you're sort of rolling into what sort of like your ambitions and your 
what are you what are you working towards? What is sort of the end goal? Because you just opened up. Yeah, um, you've got your own office, your own design yeah. studio, which is cool. I have to come check it yes, out. I've seen to. the the photos and the videos. Yeah. It looks immaculate. It looks. It is a walking. Thank it you. is a built version <laughs> of like. What's I like to think so. I look at it and I'm like, yeah, yeah I can see you. That's in what that we design. want. That's what we want. Okay. Want, yeah. What's where is that? In San Susi. San Susi. Yeah, close to home. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. What's the tell me, what's the ambition? What's the what's the end goal? It's honestly hard to say because for so long I've been working towards opening this office, which was very, very like recently. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say, but I would always love to be very, very involved in Sitchi. I don't want it to grow too much, to be honest with you. I still want to always keep it personal. Mm-hmm. I still want to always have to deal with the client myself. Um, I still always want to design everything mm-hmm. that Sitchi produces. I know it's hard. Yeah. And that's something I guess I'm learning at the moment is to give away tasks I don't want to. That I've ho- Everything is so personal to me. And because I guess it's taking me like 27, 20 years to get here with the back of my mind opening this office, it is a very hard thing to allocate tasks to people when you hold every task so dear to you. Yeah, we've worked Um, so hard to get those tasks. Yeah, and like just to even be here, like I feel so lucky. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm scared of other people messing up or anything like that. And I have two beautiful workers, three at the moment, so I'm grateful but it's just I've always wanted to be able to do everything myself. And I guess as a small business owner, I'm sure many people can relate. It is so hard to get other people to do what you need to do and mm. give away those tasks. And I feel like one of the things I hear people say with these types of things is that like you can find really good employees, um, but they'll never care as much. They'll never be you. Yeah, because they, haven't, they haven't worked 20 years to be doing that project, yeah. which you have. Like, they can still be really good of employees course. and and all that kind of stuff, but they haven't went through that pain. It's not their baby. It's not their baby, yeah. that's right. You can take care of a baby, you know, and make sure it's 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 feeding and it's, you know, it's, it's all good, it's breathing, mm. but it, it'll never excel the way you want it to, yep. if that makes sense. So I never want to just step back and chill. Yep. Never. I, I love what I do. So I, I, would, I would never, I guess, propose that or think of that. Whether I want to draft less, probably. Mm-hmm. Drafting, even though it is quite soothing some days, um, but drafting would have to be probably my least favourite task. In terms of like the documentation yep. and stuff? Yeah. Okay, so you more want that front end? I want the design. I want to speak to the clients. Okay. I love that. Like I, wanna, I want to understand what they're feeling, what yep. their house wants. Like I just want to be able to design their dream essentially like give them what they want what mm-hmm. i always ask them like what do you want to feel when you walk into this space what is it that mm. you, uh, we try and interview our clients see what they're like as people some yep. people are moody some people are very happy and love color and some others love neutral and when we're looking at colors and all of that i guess and just finishes when we talk about the interior you need to be very careful with what you're giving to the client. Mm-hmm. It's so important. Like people are spending a lot of money on your designs. So it is a massive responsibility. And that's why I always want to make sure I'm, I'm in the front. I'll all try and hire people that ha- are on the same, I guess, wavelength as mm-hmm. you, which is very hard in design. Um, we're not in each other's b- brains, so we don't know what we're thinking. 
What are some of what are some of the challenges that you faced? One, because you're younger than a lot of people. People probably generally think of architects as like old men. One, you're young, you're a bit younger, yeah. and then the second would be that you're female too. That's that's a you're going to be up against it in an industry that's you know often thought of as male architects and male dominate. So, what are some of the challenges that you think you, that you've had coming up and and so far? I have to say, being a female isn't. I haven't really felt to to be challenging mm-hmm. as much as I thought. Yep. All my clients are, like I said, majority of them are male. A lot of them are developers and yep. builders, majority developers. So they really do trust me. Um, I try my best to, as, to appear as very strong and I guess educated. As long as you believe in what you're saying um, and you've done again your due diligence and you know what you're talking about mm-hmm. and if you, I guess, market yourself that way, then they do trust you. The age is probably one of the larger issues I guess it's not really an issue though I have to say mm-hmm. a lot of people still don't even question it some people do ask you know how much experience have you had and on larger projects if you need help just ask for it get the professional advice you need don't ever be scared so you've got sort of like mentors or people that you can definitely reach out to? yeah thank god like even my previous employer I did an internship with them they're very helpful even with archicad questions like the most random so you can go back and ask. Yeah, like I just just a text. Really? Yeah, I'm very. That's, a, that's so special to have. Yeah. I've yeah. got a boss that um, from a couple of years back. He's been on the podcast, um, previous employer, but like I still chat and catch up Isn't to him. Beautiful? We go to dinner. It yeah. is the best thing ever, and they're yeah. the type of you don't very rare to get those type of bosses. Yeah. Like you might only get one or two in your entire career, but like Correct. you yeah. got to, once you get those people, you got to hold on to them and, and keep them close to you. Yeah. And I guess I'm being like a boss now, which is something I don't like hearing. Yeah. I don't know why. I just find boss it weird. Gal, I'm someone's, boss gal. Yeah, someone's yeah, yeah. boss. It's weird yeah. to me. I don't ever <laughs> want to, I guess, be that mean boss or, you know, I want mm. everyone to put their mental health first. It's so yeah. important to me. And I tell, I tell the girls in the office, I'm like, as long as you feel you know, as long as we're getting the work done, don't get me wrong, but I want you to tell me if something is upsetting you or we can work something else out mm-hmm. or if there's a better way in doing something, you know, as long as your mental health comes first, no matter what it is, your feelings. And I just want everyone to be happy in the office because that reflects in the work we do mm-hmm. and, and the time we give our clients and how, like the energy, I guess, like if you're giving a client, you know, moody or negative mm. energy, they don't want to be here, you know, and it's... I want to make sure that our clients are enjoying every single step of the process, not just the end result. Yeah, okay. So it's so like having our meetings, a lot of I'm lucky because the intention of creating this office was a calming space. Yeah. And mostly all of our clients that have walked in, they've literally said, we feel so calm. And I was like, thank God. Really? That's I have what to we come want. and have a look. I'm intrigued. Yes, you have to. Perfect. Okay. And how have you went with juggling? I mean, it's one thing to work as an employer, but then, as you said, as a boss and running your own business, there's a there's a heap of things like you know, a payroll. You've got an office now. You've yeah. the fit out and stuff. How are you find? How are you juggling all that? How are you finding? Very it? overwhelming in the beginning because the office was it was a massive reno as well. And again, Jack, bless his soul, helped yeah. me a lot in that. But it, it's very overwhelming in a sense. There's so many different. I guess, procedures, paperwork, you know, your accountant has to do, you know, you set up your business in a certain way and and doing all that, I honestly, you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. 
But I think once you do it once, you can probably open up a few businesses because yeah. you know what to do. The processes. Yeah, but th- it was it was quite overwhelming in the beginning, you know, from going to working from home and just working in your own time without, you know, delegating, delegating tasks to anyone and just doing it all in your own time. Mm-hmm. It's so much more complicated having, you know, going to the office, paying rent, you know, downloading Archicad for everyone. You don't yeah, think of all these things. Licenses yeah, and all that kind of all stuff. All of that, you know, like checking other people's work, mm. you know. I would love if someone could check mine, mm. but I'm checking my own. So having certain, I guess, processes as well with all of that is extremely helpful. I know it's just a small business and large businesses have thousands of different processes. Mm-hmm. But once you get one into place and it's proven to work, mm-hmm. then you just keep doing it for, I guess, every task. Okay. So yeah. Systems, processes yeah. is the way you found it. Yeah. Look, Maria, I'm I'm actually really inspired um, <laughs> sitting here and listening to this story. You've... I don't think I'll uh, I'll ever cut again, but you've definitely um, you've definitely sold it to me and, and the dream and especially the the aesthetic and the designs that you create. I think it's very like it's not like old and tight. I look at that and I'm like, this is it. So I will put um, I'll make sure when we share this on yes. socials, jump across and I'll I'll put links to uh, all your stuff so people can start to see it. But look, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. And I'm actually proud. I'm so proud of um, what you've done and where you're at. So thanks for jumping on. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That's all right. No problem.